Today, I was thinking, we're talking about balance, right? And I thought, in life, we got to figure out good balance. And I want to encourage us as a team to get good balance in your home life, in your work life, in your friend life. You know, in all parts of our life, God wants us to get balance. You know, that's why he says things like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, put it first. Why does he put those kind of things? He has those kind of scales like these are important things. And this is what you got to put first. And these are the things that are need to be looked at in light of those important things. And taking stock is really important because we are running hard and we will continue to run hard. But we also need to continue to take stock hard. We need to continue to balance hard. And I was thinking, man, that is the key to true success. You know, you can, you look at a lot of uh, folks. Uh, I know a lot of rich people who have such imbalance in life. They think they've achieved everything. So they may earn, say, a million dollars a year. And then there's somebody else that earns $30,000 a year. Okay. And what you can find, what you can find, is that the person that's earning $30,000 a year is richer in life than the person that's earning a million. Because the balance of the $30,000 a year, the reasons why they may just be earning that is because they put a balance in life. Maybe they focused on their family, they focused on uh, living for something greater than themselves, or, and so they have satisfaction. And the guy that's earning a million dollars a year is just chasing the money and the money is dictating their life. So the balance is, and that can be taken in all parts of our life, right? I thought, well, today, how do we get that clarity in our lives? And, I, and one of the first scriptures that came to mind was uh, that scripture in Philippians 4, verse 8. And uh, again, I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. Um, and I'm going to read in the New Living Translation as well. And it says this, finally, so it's kind of like a, a final statement from Paul. And he's talking to the, to the church, who, you know, and he's coming out of persecution about real joy. Basically stating that joy for a believer doesn't come from circumstance, but comes from a greater depth and relationship with Christ, right? It's not determined um, uh, or defined by outward circumstances. That's really his letter, you know, and... I thought, okay, that's about balance, but it's, a, it's about a spiritual balance because in the world, it doesn't look balanced. Think about it. If he's writing things from a prison, in a cell, in a dungeon, chained up, that doesn't seem balanced, but yet he's saying there is joy greater than these circumstances. See now, so how, do, how does that work? You see, it's supernatural balance that we need to achieve not worldly balance, because if we just look at worldly balance, my mind, my body, my needs, what does the world talk about? Balance, you, you, you love yourself, you go get you. You know, YOLO, you only live once, so you best get your balance. And that's a superficial balance that is swayed. If you think about it, anybody that you can think of that thinks that way, look what happens when circumstance hits them. Look at the quality of what comes out of their mouth, the quality of that comes out of their body. The world tries to 
cover up what God wants us to have in terms of real balance, real joy. It says the joy of the Lord is our strength. How can Paul say that? Well, he found strength even in the dungeon because his balance wasn't determined on circumstance. But you see, if we get imbalanced, it's because of circumstance most often. We've forgotten to focus on those things that are heavenly. And so that's what brings me to this scripture in uh, Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, believers, that's you and I, brothers and sisters, this applies to believers. We can't apply this to people that don't know Christ. This is for you and I who profess Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, right? Whatever is true, and in another version here, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. That's a New Living Translation. It's a little bit more my, my level of language. Yo, one more thing, just before I forget. And it's his final like, fix your thoughts. That's how he starts it in that version. So I want you to think on this. Fix your thoughts. See, thought life is a balanced life or an imbalanced life. Whatever our thoughts are on will determine the scale of how we walk. So fix your thoughts. One final thing. Yo, hey, hold up, hold up. One final thing. Don't forget this. Like a father to a son. Son, one more thing. And when, when somebody says that, it means, hey, this is important. And, it, and I'm saying it because I love you. I'm saying it because it's the way for you to live truly a happy, a joy-filled life. Now, now, Paul is not talking about a happy, clappy life because he's dungeon man. So we're talking, let's listen to what he's hearing, what he's saying. You know, are you hearing what he's really saying? One final thing. Fix your thoughts, okay? Finally, believers, fix your thoughts on whatever is what? True. Where does the truth come from? God. What do you fix your thoughts when you find imbalance? Things that are not true. Isn't that fascinating? That's why you got to stop sometime and go, hold up. Let me fix my thoughts on the truth. Circumstances telling me this, but the truth is this. Paul could have said, this is my truth right now. My reality is there's rats around my toes. I'm on dirt. I'm on my knees. I'm dirty. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. He said, no, no, no. Fix your thoughts on whatever is true. What do you know to be true as a believer? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So we fix our eyes, number one, on the truth. The truth will do what? Set us free. How does Paul speak? He knows freedom is in him. I love that. It's like, okay. That's how to start to gain balance in life. We first fix our thoughts on truth. If you're confused, if you're not sure, then go back to the truth. Don't look for the answers to the circumstance. Go to the truth. Don't worry about the answers to what you need. Go to the truth. Fix your thoughts on the truth and what the truth says. What the truth says you are. What the truth says you have become. What the truth says you have been saved from. What the truth says about who you're worried about. What the truth says about that circumstance because you look at it in the eyes of the truth. Then whatever is honorable, and worthy of respect. Fix your thoughts, remember, on whatever is honorable. So many times we focus on things that are dishonorable. We focus on the bad rather than the truth. You see, you start, it says, seek ye first the kingdom. Start on the truth. And then you focus on what is good. 
on what is honorable. Don't focus on a dishonor. So you may be looking at a person, a life uh, issue or uh, a circumstance or a pain and you're focusing on what is not honorable and not worthy. And it says this, and worthy of respect. You see, the balance in life is, hey, if it's not of the truth and if it's not of the Lord, then don't dwell on it. Fixing your thought means you're dwelling. Move on. Turn and cast your eyes onto the truth on whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Wow. Whatever is right, righteous and confirmed, like it stands in the truth. You know, sometimes we look at things and you're like, I'm not sure where that is in the Bible, that lifestyle or that. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure it's not in the Bible, actually. Then what do you do? Don't focus your thoughts on that. So what does the word says about this, that person, this circumstance, that being, this moment? What does the word say? Confirmed by God's word. If you can't find it in the word, then I would suggest that you, you leave it. Don't fix your thoughts on it. Take it off. Whatever is pure and wholesome. Oh my goodness. Our minds, our hearts. Purity comes from the heart. When I try to explain to my children, hey, I want you to live a life of integrity. It doesn't happen in the mind. It happens in the heart. Integrity starts because you don't want to break a heart. You know, if you want to be a person of integrity, it's because you're a person of love. In a relationship, you cannot fix a relationship if it's just head. I will love my wife, not by my head, but by my heart. Therefore, I will live a life of integrity and focus on what is pure and holy. So. Whatever those circumstances are, I'm talking about balance. Get the balance right. Start with the truth. Focus on what is pure and wholesome. If it doesn't fit those two categories, then I'd suggest you just take your thoughts on it, off of it. Practice that. And I'm going to tell you how that can be done. Whatever is lovely and brings peace. Now, you see, if we could focus like that, there'd be less angry people. I, I could be less angry if I focus on what is lovely and brings peace rather than on what is ugly and brings war. <laughs> you can put it into that. <laughs> Rah! Right? Your life can be a roar in the wrong way. Not for righteousness, but to be made right. To, be, to say, I'm right. It's like, no, well, that ain't righteousness. So again, on what is lovely, fix your thoughts. This is what he said. One last thing. Fix your thoughts on what is lovely and brings peace. Whatever is admirable and of good repute. So again, it's about our reputation. It's like, what reputation? What, what is admirable about this? What is the rep? What do I admire about that? Because that's the kind of rep I want to have. If it's not something of God, what does it say? And whatever is uh, admirable and of good repute. There's your reputation. Something to admire, is it something that you want to have a reputation about? If it isn't, and it could be family, personal, business, whatever it is. You can, you, can, you can apply this in fixing balance in work life. Am I being fixing my thoughts on what is righteous? Whatever it is, okay? If there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, think continue on those things. You see, what Paul is trying to get us to think about is focus on what is worth praising and what is excellent. Truthfully, though, where does your mind first go to when you've got a problem or a circumstance? Is it on what's excellent about this moment and worthy to be bigged up 
testified. I'm going to testify. I'm in a dungeon. <laughs> right? We, let's be truthful. I don't think I would be first on the list to go, woohoo! I'm in the dirt. But actually, God is saying, focus on what is excellent and worthy to be praised. So in all things, I will give praise. This is my moment of warrior worship and praise. That's what we focus on, how we bring balance in life. That's how we live that supernatural life. One final thing, like a father, son, 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 just think on these things. Fix your thoughts. Why? Because your thoughts are probably not fixed on these. So you got to fix it. Like a build, unbolt the wrong bits and put it on the right section. Right? Center your mind on them and implant them into your heart. That's why it says in brackets. I love that in the Amplified. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. What are you centering your mind on and implanting into your heart because of what you meditate on? That will determine the balance of life. That's why you can say with a uh, sincere faith and a clear conscience, when, I, when you make decisions, if it's before the Lord and you're living a life of balance, and that's how you can even say, hey, my work is worship, my friend, even if somebody's judging you. Well, you ain't doing crusades or whatever the pressure might be you might feel from church things or whatnot. But if you look at it as worship, then it ain't work. It's worship. But it's something where we worship with what? With all our heart, soul, and strength and being we're fixing our thoughts on what is good and excellent in every circumstance you won't get those but god moments if you don't fix your thoughts on god or trust in god focus on what is excellent what is true fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise and seal them on your heart. Seal them upon your heart. That's how we gain balance. So, <clears throat> so that's how you can say, you know what, I need to stop regular transmission in my life to get focused. Because how do you fix something? You have to stop, look at it, unbolt things and rebolt it right. Correct? I'm talking fixing things because it seems to be my whole world right now of motorbike bolting. But consider that in our lives. How do you fix your thoughts on what is right and honorable? You got to stop sometimes. You got to pull yourself away. Why did Jesus think about it? He said, I only do what the Father says and does. He never moved without the Father moving. Everything that Jesus did was what the Father did. Have you ever thought about that? He only did what the Father did and said. It's like... How do you do that? By fixing his thoughts. He had to keep pulling himself away. And then he came back with more fire and clarity and faith. You see, when we fix our thoughts on the Lord, then we move in faith. When you look at that circumstances, you have the faith because you're focused on the truth, not on the circumstance. Then you can speak, then you can walk, regardless of circumstance, just true joy. Joy in the world, by a circumstance. Joying God, the, the deeper our relationship, the deeper the joy. The circumstance doesn't mean nothing. If you look at any one of the scriptures, that's how it's painted. It's not by our strengths, it's through our weakness. Okay, God. So like, 
So I want to encourage us to continue this. I know that we're, 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 we're meeting, you know, uh, on a weekly basis, but on your personal life, Rosie and I last night, she just had a wild idea and goes, let's just go to, to Samal. So I was like, okay. So last night, we rode to Samal, went to the mountaintop on the land and prayed. Why not? And we focused on the truth. We touched what was truth, what God has said, what God has done. Then we spoke in faith. And you get your eyes straight. You get your heart straight. You're humbled because of His grace. Look at what's being publicized on Facebook. The greatest truth is me. Have you ever seen that? The best truth is when you discover to love yourself, your own truth. It's like, no, the truth is Jesus. The truth is He died so that we might live because we can't earn it. The truth says that while you were a sinner, His grace was sufficient already. And He died even though you were against Him. Worthless. And it's like, well, that's the truth. Okay, well, that kind of puts me in perspective of what? A thankful heart. Okay, so how do I then love in the same way? How do I then walk in the same way? By fixing my eyes on the truth. That's why we come back to the cross. We come back to that grace whenever we struggle. Whenever our balance goes off, we come back to Christ. Because He is the truth, the way, and the life. Right? And it's like, okay, so that's the way of life. It's through Christ, who is the truth, who is the Word became flesh. Okay, I'll fix my eyes on that. Fix my thoughts on that. So as we move forward, let's fix our hearts. And then you implant it in your mind and you bind it around your heart. How cool is that? And that's how we can walk in faith and in love. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest is what? Love. How can you love if you don't focus on love? Focus on truth. Real love, real truth, not circumstantial love. Not what I can get. Not what I think I deserve even. What do we deserve? If we, if we looked at it, yeah, we don't deserve eternal life. But God in His grace gave it. And it's like, I love that. It makes me just thankful and go, I, I want to be a, a vessel of love, Lord. Forgive me if I've not been. I want to fix my thoughts on this in everything that I do. So just as an encouragement today, fix your eyes and your thoughts on the truth and all things that follow on after that, like it says in Philippians. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, then continue on those things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Mm -hmm. There's our balance.